Town. A Killers Podcast with Jimmy, Derek, sometimes special guests, and sometimes nobody. But either way, we show up, and it's always a good time. And it's still December, and so that means we're still covering the Killers Christmas Classics. And this uh, week, we're going to talk about Joseph Better You Than Me, which is quite an interesting song. Interesting title, too. The way, I mean, it's in the song, but yeah, they could have just called it Joseph or Better You Than Me. But One thing I like, and I, I mentioned this last time, and I'll mention it again, and I'll probably mention it in the future, is uh, not only how Brandon tells a story and portrays lyrics, and we got some guests here that help him out in the song, uh, but I like the way he thinks about things and how it's uh, different than your traditional Christmas song. Uh, because uh, a lot of times we hear about baby Jesus in the manger or Jesus growing up to do mighty miracles and, and things that he did. Or we hear about Mary. Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know? And and things like that. And the guy that kind of gets left out a lot is Joseph. He always gets left out. He gets left out of, of all the important things going on. And the thing I like about this song, and, and we'll dive into it a little more seriously, is a lot of the time it's just portrayed, like you read the Bible account, and okay, it's kind of, it's a story, but it's not in-depth. It's not like you're reading a novel that tells people and, and goes in character, break down and how they are feeling, your side stories or anything like that. Or you have it told over a podium, or you're watching some, you know, show on TV or whatever, you hear the Christmas story, or... There's been movies and different things I think about. Nativity movies. Nativity movies or whatever. And it's just kind of like this, uh, oh my goodness, this great story. And, you know, it's just kind of spun to be this positive. I mean, it's it's the birth of Christ who a lot of people think is the Savior. So it should be a positive. I'm not trying to say it should be a negative story. But what I'm saying is, put yourself in that place and in the time. It's more told almost as like a, a fictional story or a... Character, I, I like to say Disneyed up on a lot of things. Like, well, there's a lot of things that get told. The historical versions just kind of Disneyed up, and they kind of clean it up, and they, they make have it, to fill in a lot of blanks. Yeah, they make people heroes, and it can't just be average people. Um, but with Joseph, if you think about this story, and I, I, I don't know, I, I probably don't know all the details either, but to the best of my knowledge, um, Joseph is is courting this gal named Mary. Joseph's dating her, or whatever they did back in the day. Mary's probably about 14, 15 years old. I don't know how old Joseph is. Probably somewhere in that range. I don't know. And he's got him a nice trade. He's he's a carpenter. He goes out and, and works and does things. And Mary goes about her business and does whatever she does. And one day she comes home and she says, um, I'm pregnant. And Joseph's thinking, I mean, if it's me or you, I, I don't think Joseph's thinking any different than, like, a common person would think. <laughs> I don't think he thinks, well, she's highly religious or or anything like that. Like, I think he thinks, well, that ain't my kid. <laughs> you know, that's the first thing that goes through you, is how can you be pregnant? Because um, I had the educational class over at the Jerusalem uh, <laughs> Elementary School. <laughs> Joseph knows enough to know that that ain't me. <laughs> so, at that point, he's probably getting a little upset of, like, Especially, I mean, it's scandalous anyway, but especially, <laughs> you know, 2,000 years ago, probably not the best thing to be coming home and saying that you're, uh, I, I, I don't want to get too blasphemous and saying, like, crude things. It but, would have been hard for her to, to yeah. admit to him, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so that's probably a difficult conversation. And then she goes on to have to say, and uh, I, I didn't have uh, relations with anybody. Um, 
what happened was, see, and like tell this whole story about angels and it's going to be the son of God. And at that point, you're probably thinking, is she crazy? Like, what's going on here? Like, what am I going to do? That would be my first reaction of like, how am I going to handle it? Like, it's not my kid. She's trying to tell me like she didn't have relations with anybody. It's now angels are involved. Like, was she just like out with somebody and I'm going to have to take care of this kid? It's a really complex story that kind of gets glossed over as this miracle happened and we had the savior of the world. And that's where the focus is, is put during the Christmas season, especially. But if you think about the whole story, Joseph, I mean, cause, cause Mary had the kid and she knows whether or not she had relations or not, or what happened. Jesus was born. He lives his life, but he doesn't have to really think about how he came into the world necessarily. And he goes about and does his thing. Joseph's kind of the one that has the hard spot of all this could just not be true. And I'm raising somebody else's kid. And my <laughs> wife's came up with a story. And now we have to move to like Egypt and we have to go do all this hardship. And now my kid's getting persecuted because his mom's got it in his mind. That he's the son of God or whatever. Like Joseph had it pretty rough. <laughs> and so better you than me, Joseph. I don't yeah, know. I don't, don't wish that on anybody else. I mean, I don't think anyone else could pull it off. Yeah, definitely would take some some faith <laughs> and trust. And so when the song opens, uh, it's, well, your eyes just haven't been the same, Joseph. And uh, are you uh, bad at dealing with the fame, Joseph? And I think that's just kind of going back to your eyes haven't been the same probably since Mary came home and told you what's going on. And then rumor and word spreads out. And I don't know if this is after uh, the birth of Jesus or before or whatever, but the fame... All of a sudden, you go from being this carpenter guy, going about your business with this this girl that you're probably going to make a life with or, or that you're hoping to or, or whatever, to it's pretty controversial. Like, she's pregnant. You're not married. Maybe they got married, but it's, you know, there's a lot going on. People are talking, speculating. Like, again, there's angels. There's wise men coming from the east. There's people not letting you stay in the inns. There's... There's a lot going on, and, like, he probably didn't want that. I mean, are you having a hard time with fame? Like, the first two lyrics or, did or lines. Did you realize you were signing up for this? Yeah. yeah, it's like, what do you do at this point? And you can't just abandon her, like, especially if her story's true. That doesn't vote well for you. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm going a little too deep into this, but I really thought about this Joseph song, and the more I've listened to it, the more I just think he is a, he is a character or a person that doesn't really get uh, the spotlight much, and he probably didn't want the spotlight much, but it's uh, it's very interesting to me. Do you have a favorite lyric in the song? I actually do. It's it's the Elton John part. So there's a few other people in this song: Neil uh, Tennant, yep, and uh, Elton John and Brandon Flowers. And let me find it. The desert is a hell of a place to find heaven. Yeah, that's the one. Because he sings it just like Elton John. Like if you, I don't. He is Elton John, but when you. <laughs> When you hear it, and it's again going back to there's a double meaning here, um, but I just like the Elton John part where where uh, the desert is a hell of a place to find heaven, forty years lost in the wilderness looking for God, and that references back to to Moses and and going through uh, the desert, but also Brandon likes to talk about how he grew up in the desert in Las Vegas, and uh, it is a hell of a place to find heaven if you know anything about Las Vegas. Uh, it's not the kind of the place that you usually do find. Um, it, it focuses on being Sin City, and there's every, you know, desire that you want filled can be filled there. So a lot of people go there to uh, to gamble or to 
whatever, drink to their heart's content. Now you can smoke marijuana, uh, brothels around, whatever you want. So uh, to go to the desert is a hell of a place to find heaven. But if you go into Brandon's story, I think um, growing up, he grew up in Nephi, as we talk about a lot. Uh, but I don't think he really found uh, his spiritual connection as much in Nephi. Uh, it sounds like that more took place in uh, Las Vegas. And so for him personally, um, I think that lyric is true. I just like the way Elton John sings it. So that's probably my favorite one, Jimmy. You know, and then in the video, it shows them on top of the mountain overlooking the city. Las Vegas is surrounded by mountains. Uh, if you go to the top, or even when you're driving or flying into Las Vegas, and you just see it, like, from the top of the, the mountain, uh, looking down, you can just see this this glowing city. Uh, and then goes on to say, the city where you were born. And I believe Brandon was born in Henderson or in that area. So there's a whole lot of different meanings in that, just those that verse. And, and for me, I, I really like it because there's a lot to dig in there. I don't really see Nephi in here, but I did see a, a connection to West Hills that I want to bring up. So there's a part in West Hills at the very end where he says, if there really is a judgment when he pulls my chart, he'll reject my actions, but he'll know my heart. And in this song, there's a judgment part where he says, our decisions rest on a man. When I take the stand, will he hold my hand? Will my face stand still or run away? So I think when he takes the, the stand, the judgment stand, or the, when he, to me it means when I get to the judgment, will Christ be by my side? Uh, will I have been faithful up until that point or run, have run away? So runaway horses. <laughs> <laughs> There's a there's another thing I like in here. If you remember, uh, as we're recording this, our last episode was with Carrie Jackson. Uh, I don't know what order this is gonna come out. We're we're putting a few Christmas uh, songs through today, so secret is all these were probably recorded the same day for the next month. Uh, so now you know. But uh, still talking about Joseph, and it's going about you know you wish you were back, uh, basically in his shop, and it says you're a maker, a creator, not just somebody's dad. And me and Carrie both talked about how we were somebody's son, mm. and that's what we were known as. And I kind of like that tie, too, of just, you know, uh, just Joseph and his life that would have been, he's not Joseph anymore. He's not just the carpenter that probably does a pretty good job. You can go get some stuff done by him, and he just wants to be in the shop doing his, his business. But it's, hey, do you know who's that? Who's uh, whose dad that is? You know, so I don't know. I really like this song. Um, as far as Christmas goes, it's definitely got a lot of Christmas in it. It's uh, talking about the Christmas story. It's talking about the birth of Christ. It's talking about all those things that can make somebody uncomfortable that might not be Christmas or Christian or like Christmas, but it's in a way that I don't think it's beating you over the head with it or or saying, uh, yeah, I believe this or whatever. And I think it's a good one to think about. I like how there's the guests in it. Uh, we were talking, I can't remember what episode back, but Brandon got some uh, songwriting lessons uh, from this uh, he was talking with, right, Neil Tennant. He's in the Pet Shop Boys, and I don't have the direct quote, but he, he was talking about how when they were writing the song, uh, he, he learned a lot from Neil about how to put together um, songs, and he's went on to use that throughout uh, the rest of his career after this was recorded. And uh, one of my favorite things, too, is when Brandon was getting famous or stuff, there's always the people that like, well, he's not that famous, or if he wasn't from <laughs> Nephi, you know, you kind of get that kickback, especially around that. After this song, and I know that he had, um, that he was friends with Elton John, or that rumor was going around that him and Elton John 
uh, did a lot of things together. Elton would come play the piano at his house, or he'd go over to Elton's. and yeah. He had a piano that was gifted to him by Elton, too, yeah. And so uh, I remember somebody kind of telling me that, well, Brandon's not that. I mean, you know, he's good, but he's not. I said, he just did a song with Elton John. Like, you don't get bigger than Elton John. You really, I mean, you don't. Like, there's, you know, on the grand stage, Elton's right there at the top for, for performance uh, and pop songs especially. And after that, this person liked Elton John. And he goes, he did? <laughs> I said, yeah, they just did a song together. And so after, I don't know if that made him a fan or not, but I think uh, after <laughs> sharing that story, uh, Brandon got a little more famous in his, sphere, in his sphere, in our sphere. He was a little more famous in Nephi after he got connected with Elton John. So, Yeah, so this was the third song in their Christmas series that came out in 2008. And like you said, when Brandon was talking about the song Boy and how he wrote it and what what he meant by home-drawn arrows and white arrows and stuff like that, he mentioned how, you know, Neil taught him how to go a little bit further in depth into some of the details of something that you're going to sing about to maybe everyone doesn't know what a plane and a lathe are. Maybe everyone doesn't know what home the home position is in archery, but it brings more depth to a song when you go into more details about a, a specific topic. Yeah, and so uh, I really like the song. I like the story. I like thinking about things differently out of the box. I think this is a very out-of-the-box way of, of doing that, and it's not to the point of, like, blasphemous or anything like that, because when you talk about Christmas and Jesus and Mary and, and his birth and all that, uh, people really take that pretty uh, seriously and, and special, and you could really offend people if you uh, get a little blasphemous or talk about how Mary may or may not have got pregnant or any of those kind of things. Uh, could be a very sensitive issue, uh, but I think this takes it at a point where it's still taken seriously, um, but it's also the point of, like, a different perspective, a different point of view, and, and the better you than me, Joseph, I think that's very accurate as to, I don't think anybody would have wanted that, and I think the more I think about it or stuff, it is like, yeah, I, I better you than me. I don't want any part of, <laughs> of having to deal with that and thinking about that my whole life, and and if it is the Son of God and your Jesus is father on earth or however that works out that's a tough spot to be at and uh better you than me <laughs> amen that's another episode down from joseph down 